The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about prosperity, and I'm just thrilled because we have with us wonderful author I've written, I've read her books, especially I Love the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And let me tell you just a little bit about her. She has been an active artist for more than three decades. She is the author of more than 37 books, including her bestseller works on the creative process in the artist's way and walking in the world and finding water. She's also a novelist, a playwright, songwriter, and poet. She has multiple credits in theater, film, and television. You can learn more about her at conflicthealing.com, where we've got her picture and bio and the URL of her book. And you can also link to her website at juliacameronlive.com. And she's joining us this morning, and we're so thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us, Julia. You're very welcome. Well, I have enjoyed your books over the years, and this is a, an especially good one. We're all thinking about prosperity. So how do you define prosperity? Well, I think that people typically think of prosperity as being a fiscal bottom line. Uh, and I say no, it's not a fiscal bottom line. It's a bottom line of faith. So that, you know, we tend to say, if I have enough money, then I will be a prosperous. And the real formula should probably be, if I have enough faith, then I will feel prosperous. Yes, yes. Prosperity means so much more than, than money. It means good health, doesn't it? And it means good attitude. It just means that feeling of, of being one with the universe and being abundant in all things too that's that's why i love this book because it basically is a daily companion and i love the little sound bites and the wisdom that you have in each one so um do you want people to read it every day is that what your intent was well i i can only go by what i do myself which is that I get one of these books where it's supposed to be one a day, and instead I find myself binging <laughs> uh, and uh, reading maybe ten. Um, so I would say use it whichever way you like, either one a day if you're temperate, uh, <laughs> or 
more if you're eager to get to the meat of the book. Right. And and I love it because you can even look up things that, that maybe you need for the day. Like I'm looking here, for example, in April, you have this one on pleasure. And sometimes when we're working really hard and we're just focusing on all the things we have to do, we, we don't even remember that pleasure is a prosperity and, and taking time for pleasure and whatever that is. So I, I love that, that you've got different different uh, themes or the divine mind is June 15th or goodness is June 16th. So yeah, you could just take a little dose <laughs> or, or a big dose. Yes. And I think uh, that you'll find that certain ideas uh, come up again and again, because when we're talking about uh, prosperity, we're actually thinking, uh, oh, dear God, I'm broke. Right, right. Uh, and then uh, we have multiple entries that say, you're not broke. Here, let's just try looking at it this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think uh, that some of these themes are important enough that they should be circled back through, and they are. Right. I know we've been speaking at my spiritual center about prosperity because, you know, we need to be prosperous and, and people sometimes forget that being prosperous is giving and receiving and it's more than money, but it includes money. And if we aren't, if we aren't giving, we're not going to receive either, are we? No, I think that it's a, uh, a good maxim to say uh, that those who give the most to life receive the most from life. Yes. Yeah. And I remember one time I was sitting and uh, someone was lecturing on prosperity and they were saying that even money is just, you know, a, a tangible item for, for giving and receiving. And if you don't give, um, then you're, you're blocking. It's almost like blood flow. It's like the, the flow of the universe. If you're not giving out money, you're not, it's not going to come back. It's just part of that, you know, you almost get like a blood clot from it. So you talked about um, the prosperous heart, and, you know, that's following the prosperous house. What was the inspiration behind this book? Well, I've been teaching creativity for 25 years, and I found that as I helped people get unblocked creatively, they would say, yeah, but I'm still broke. <laughs> right. And I can't do a thing unless I get some money. Yeah. So I, I realized that I needed to, to help people with their feelings of prosperity and generosity. So... Uh, the 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 book uh, began as uh, as uh, just a, a few uh, prayers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then my publisher, a man named Joel Fotinos, said to me, "We need 365." <laughs> I said to him, "Oh my lord." You've got to be kidding. No one could write 365. He said, I think you can. <laughs> so I went to Emma, who's my creative partner, and said, Emma, do you think we can possibly do 365? Uh, 
And Emma said, well, that would be 10 a day for 36 days. Yeah. Which was a much saner way to look at it than, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think once you start thinking in those prosperity consciousness and kind of like when I get into that gratitude, if someone says, well, what are you grateful for? At first, you have to say, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm grateful for my good health. And you think about it. But then after you start to flow, well, gee, I'm, I'm grateful for the sunshine. I'm grateful that I can see a sunset. You know, it's the same kind of a thing. Once you kind of get going in the flow of it, it, it must uh, be a little bit easier. Is that right? That's very true, and uh, in fact, one of the tools in the book is making a gratitude list. Yeah. And I tell people, when you start out, you'll be lucky if you get five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but after you do this for a few days, you'll find you have 25. Yes, yes. And, and my husband and I have tried to remember to do this each night, is to say three things that we're grateful for, you know. We're grateful that the dog learned how to be housebroken, you know. Right. <laughs> or or we're, we're grateful that we had food on the table or something. You know, you if you can get yourself to do that, it, you do start to feel really prosperous. So do the subjects and the strategies build upon each other chronologically, or, or how, how does it go in terms of the book? Well, we start with counting, which is the bedrock of a creative recovery mm. uh, and counting is literally doing money in money out money in money out uh, and it's putting down your spending in black and white and what that does is it takes it out of the realm of ambiguity and vagueness and helps you to be specific and to know precisely what you've got right so uh, the book does start with counting uh, but it's, as you go along, we blend in the other tools that we think are useful, such as making a money map, uh, mm -hmm. that, which is uh, a device that allows you to say where you want your spending to go. Right. So we find uh, that we circle back. You know, you get halfway through the book, and there's counting again. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, my old friend. Right, right. And, you know, all of us go through this. Now, you, you have wonderful books, and you've had lectures and workshops, and you have founded a movement that really enables so many people to realize their creative dreams. So, you know, how how does Prosperity Every Day really address the practical side of living a creative life? Well, I, I think that we tell ourselves often, if I had more money, then I would be more creative. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, and so I have students telling me, if I were prosperous, it would be easy to be creative. Mm. And I say to them, try being creative, and that will lead you to being prosperous. Right. So we sort of turn the um, maxim on its head, mm -hmm. uh, and we find that as people begin to have a sense of abundance, they have a sense of possibility, uh, and they start to sort of jettison their sense of limits. 
Um, because after all, if you're tapped into a higher power as your source, then you really have limitless possibilities. Yes. I know that creating a, a life of enough was one of the main themes that you had, I remember, in the artist's way. So what does enough really mean, and, and how does that come into play? Because people say, like you were just saying, well, if I had more money, I'd be more prosperous, and I'd, I'd be more creative, because then I could you know, hire marketing people, or I could buy more things to utilize to be creative, and they, they say all this stuff that holds them back. So what does it mean to really be enough? or to have a life of enough? Well, what you're talking about is a sense of inner satisfaction. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I usually say to people, you need to make a list of 25 things that give you joy. Mm. And when, when we look at the lists that give us joy, we start to see the degree to which we've drifted away from them. Mm -hmm. You know... Um, I've read several books about how um, you the things that you're really, really good at, you probably really loved to do when, when you were a kid. And um, so there's a book called The Great Work of Your Life. And I was reading it, and it talked about to try and remember what you loved to do as a kid. Mm -hmm. And when I was a little kid, I, my parents had a store that I had to go to after school every day, and they had a big blackboard. In those years, they had blackboards, not whiteboards. <laughs> and I used to be after, you know, after school, I'd have to go there, and I didn't always have a friend over. So I would just pretend that I was a teacher, and I had a whole classroom, and I would be teaching. I don't even know what I was teaching. But it, that was the thing that I really loved to do. And then I became a teacher and a professor and a professional speaker and all these things. And so I look back and I say, yeah, those are the things that give me most joy. And the things that didn't was when I was litigating, because I'm a lawyer. And when I litigated, it didn't bring me joy because it was just very nasty and fighting and escalating conflict. And it didn't give me the joy. So... I thought that was helpful to think about what you really loved to do as a kid. I bet you were an artist even as a little girl, huh? When I look back, uh, I loved to draw. I, I loved to write. I loved to dance. And I just went dancing um, on Saturday of this week. Uh, and it just gives me so much joy. Yeah. Uh, and when you have a sense of joy, you have a sense of prosperity. Yes, yes. It's like that, that uh, another book, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. <laughs> uh -huh. And that's true. I mean, some people, we forget what joy is. Like we, people will go to work and they don't like their job and they're not joy, but they do it because they want to have food on the table. And I understand that. But it's, um, it takes away their creativity, doesn't it? Well, I think that when people go to a, a sort of a loveless job, they, they are leeching away uh, their own creative flow. Uh, and what we talk about, uh, Emma and I are writing a book right now on the joys of creativity in retirement. Mm. And we talk about that when we were in our work lives, we, lots of us got our identity from our jobs, right. from our paychecks. Right. 
and then now you're retired and you don't have anyone giving you assignments. Right. right. So then it becomes, well, what would I enjoy doing? Yes. Uh, and uh, as you move towards what you would enjoy doing, you often move toward prosperity. I mean, one of the things that I, people will say to me is, Julia, how do I make a living at my art? Yes. And one of the things that I talk to them about uh, is the idea that when we do what we love, money does follow. Yes. Uh, and when we are doing what we don't love, we may still earn some money, but it's a little bit tainted for us. Right. Right. We are speaking with Julia Cameron, who's been an active artist, very famous, for more than three decades. She's the author of more than 37 books, including this wonderful book I have in front of me, Prosperity Every Day, A Daily Companion on Your Journey to Greater Wealth and Happiness. And, of course, she, one of her most famous books is The Artist's Way, which I remember when that first came out, that was such a hit, and everybody in my little group uh, had to read it and had to follow some of the exercises, and it was it's just wonderful. You can learn more about Julia at juliacameronlive.com and also at conflicthealing.com. So, and, you know, this is a difficult time and age. You know, we have people who are struggling, and so... What can people do really to to find prosperity so that they will, you know, have that faith that you're talking about? Well, I think that what we're looking for is a sense of faith and optimism, mm. uh, and that uh, people can can find this really by using a few simple tools. Uh, there is a tool in the artist's way, which is in all my subsequent books which is called Morning Pages. Yes, yes. And in Morning Pages, you do three, hand, three handwritten pages of morning writing about absolutely anything. And what happens is that you start to get ideas, uh, and you, you start to get in touch with what you might call your authentic self. Yes. Uh, so that you're no longer saying it's okay. You're saying, I don't like it. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, or this I like a lot. Uh, and as you are writing these pages, uh, you begin to have new ideas. Uh, I, a lot of times I think people think it's a little bit woo-woo when I say um, that prosperity is a spiritual matter. Um, but then I tell them, try morning pages and see what you think. Yes. Uh, and I, I won't try and convince you. I'll let you convince yourself. Yes. And, and, I, and when I do those morning pages, uh, I like to do it really early in the morning before I do anything else. So I'm kind of uh, just kind of letting my, my uh, unconscious be part of it as well. And sometimes I, I find out things about myself that I'm thinking that maybe I didn't want to admit. <laughs> right. And sometimes I think, oh, you know, maybe this is something that I can be encouraging of myself. And you sometimes wonder if it's your intuition talking or if it's spirit talking to you. 
but um, yeah, it's it's almost like a form of meditation, isn't it, Julia? Well, I consider it a form of meditation uh, because when when you meditate, you're you're allowing what we would call cloud thoughts yes. to sort of drift across your consciousness, mm-hmm. and they drift past you, and then you move on to the next one. And with morning pages, you're writing down your cloud thoughts. Right. uh, I think when you meditate, you often get rid of your need for action. If you have something bothering you and you take it into meditation, by the time you're done meditating, you think, oh, I don't really need to be bothered by that. Right. But with morning pages, if you take something that's bothering you into morning pages... The morning pages say, damn right it's bothering you, and here's what we're going to do. Right, right. At least sometimes you can get it out, and then maybe you don't have to do anything about it. Like, I'm just going to let that go. You know, why do I let this bother me, right? So sometimes you can kind of talk to yourself that way and say, it is not worth being upset about. So, yeah. You know, another thing you talk about is clutter and um I know that they they say that when you get rid of clutter, you let new things come into your life. So what what role do you see as clutter uh, in terms of blocking creativity and prosperity and abundance? I think clutter is sort of the the unacknowledged major player <laughs> in, in this scenario. Uh, I think uh, that people have clutter around their house, and then they don't realize that they're not thinking clearly. Uh, And I say to them, take 20 minutes and declutter your house for 20 minutes once a day. Mm. Uh, And if you just take 20 minutes, uh, you're going to find yourself thinking more clearly, moving more dynamically, uh, having a, a greater sense of freedom, a greater sense of calm, uh, Mm. and uh, it's all just by picking up a few things. Yeah, and it feels more comfortable, too, you know. I mean, it's just, it's it's more of a beautiful uh, surroundings as well. You know, you feel more comfortable, it looks prettier, it looks nicer, and uh, yeah, I have to do that. I, I love it when I declutter. And also, if I, if I get rid of the old, I make way for the new. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Yeah. So how about when, you know, you, we were both just talking a little bit about spirit, and what does that mean to you? Well, I think of it as being a benevolent energy. Uh, I have a line from Dylan Thomas, the poet, who says that God is the force that through the green fuse drives the flower. Mm. Mm. And that's what I believe. I believe it's a sort of spiritual electricity. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I believe that it's quite personal Mm -hmm. uh, and that it has its eye on both the large and the small. So the same energy that holds the planets in its place uh, can be invoked to be active in my life and my consciousness. Yes, yes. And, you know, there there seems to be a trend, at least in 
I choose books that are spiritual, I guess, and I, I choose people to talk to on my show that are spiritual, and I consider myself one who also believes in, in spirit and connecting with my source and connecting with the, the universe. Um, and I think there is, uh, if we could just, m more of us be more open to that, I think that would really be a wonderful do thing to do in this world to kind of spread that that view um, when we see the, the, the challenges with terrorism and ISIS and all these things. It's just, um, it's just if we could only get back to that, right? To just kind of connect with that. And the more people that start thinking about the, that we're all from that same source, the more that we could maybe build a, a more peaceful world. Well, I think there's one source, there's one energy Right. There's one divine mind, uh, and uh, it thinks through all of us. Right. Uh, and that we are each unique and original, uh, and it takes a certain coloration as it comes through us. Uh, and sometimes people think, well, there's just one of me, and I'm so little. Right, right. Uh, and what I say to them is, you only feel little. Uh, you're actually tapped into a limitless source. You're large and expansive. Uh, and uh, you can do a great deal of good in the world as a whole simply by doing uh, good in your own circle. Right, right. And, and the more of us that kind of connect with each other, we kind of build on that energy. That's why I like to go to a, uh, a spiritual community because the more that we're you know kind of reinforcing that that spirituality for each other and that essence of oneness with each other the more that that kind of spreads that energy out as well yes i have uh, a, a phrase that i use called the sacred circle yes uh, and uh, it's made up of what i call believing mirrors hmm, right a believing mirror is someone who reflects back to you your possibility and your size and your your beauty. Yes. Uh, and uh, instead of when you say uh, to a believing mirror, I'm writing a novel, they say, that's wonderful. Right. And if you tell a non-believing mirror you're writing a novel, they say, oh, what do you think the odds are that you'll end <laughs> Get that published. published. Right, 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 right. So believing mirrors are people who ignore the odds uh, and have a, a sense of possibility for you. Uh, and I have a believing mirror that I've been friends with for 25 years now, a mm -hmm. woman named Sonia Choquette. Yeah. And Sonia has written 17 books. Wow. Uh, and she's an intuitive teacher. Uh, and... Uh, and you've written 37, so the two of you have really been prolific and prosperous with your writing. <laughs> well, we help each other. Yes, You yes. know, I, I wrote a novel recently called Mozart's Ghost. Oh. And it's about a woman who's a medium. Interesting. And uh, I... So she channels Mozart, huh? Uh, Mozart haunts her. Oh, he has her. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I can't and, wait to uh, read that one. She's in love with a pianist, 
and Mozart keeps trying to get her to tell the pianist what to do. <laughs> it sounds like it's fun. It's fun. It, yes, I think it is fun. Well, we're just about out of time, so if you would just leave us with one thought, um, then it's time for us to go. Uh, one thing that you'd like us to remember about prosperity? Is that it's a spiritual matter, uh, and that as you turn your prosperity over to a higher power, uh, you will find your life prospering beyond your dreams. Well, you are very inspiring to us, Julia Cameron, the author of Prosperity Every Day, a daily companion on your journey to greater wealth and happiness. And we will have you back with your next book. We are so appreciative and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us, Julia. Thank you, Mari. Okay, bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.